Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, presented by Living Stream Ministry. These life studies explore every book in the Bible from the perspective of the believer's enjoyment and experience of God's divine life in Christ through the Holy Spirit. These messages unveil how the scriptures can be living and more than mere doctrine to man. Today, we bring you recorded excerpts of Witness Lee's original speaking, along with some of our own comments and thoughts. If you have questions, please send email to radio at lsm.org. Now, let's join today's program. After the exodus out of Egypt, God's people needed food. In His sovereignty, He provided for them with manna, daily bread come down from heaven to be their supply. But after they began eating this manna, He commanded that they take a small portion and place it in a pot to be kept perpetually in the ark of the tabernacle. This hidden manna shows up again in the New Testament book of Hebrews and Revelation. What does all this mean for us? There's a word for us from the living word of God on today's life study of the Bible with Witness Lee. And joining us for that once again is Francis Ball. Francis, thanks for joining us today as we come to a very deep and profound message in Exodus. It's very good to get into these messages in a deeper way. We're talking about manna today and the hidden manna and the new diet that God had in mind for his people. We've been looking at the characteristics of this manna that Jehovah had provided for his people as they were journeying through the wilderness. But today we come to this deeper aspect, the hidden manna. Give us just a glimpse of where we're going today, Francis. Yes, Chris, this message is truly concerning a deeper aspect of the manna, because in this message we will begin to see the significance of keeping a portion of the manna in a golden pot, which was put in the ark in the holiest place in the tabernacle. And we'll see why the manna was placed in a golden pot and why it was put into the ark along with the tables of the covenant, that is, the Ten Commandments. All these mysterious matters do have a very practical application to our Christian life. In a brief way, Brother Lee will open to us facts and applications which will give any Christian further help regarding his Christian life. But to really get the full picture of these matters, I just have to say our listeners will want to get the printed messages on this subject. Yeah, this is one of those topics. It needs some careful research and digging to really get into the significance, but it is so rich and it actually has a very practical, personal application for every believer of Christ. Let's join Witness Lee with the first portion today. We have come to the uh, very deep point concerning the matter of manna. After manna was reigned and enjoyed by the children of Israel, God commanded them to keep one-tenth of an omer of manna in a pot. Later on, the Bible tells us it is golden pot. To keep this amount of manna right in the place where God is. And it says to keep it for generations. What does this mean? To keep manna, the heavenly food for God's people. And not only so, 
the way to keep it and the place to keep it all are quite strange to our understanding. It is altogether not common in a part which is golden. And this part is in the ark. The ark that contains the two tablets of the covenant. That means the Ten Commandments were there in the ark. Man is in the part, the part is in the ark, and the ark is in the Holy of Holies. And the Holy of Holies is within the tabernacle. And the tabernacle is in the outer court. Manna was the focus of the tabernacle. Manna is put in a pot. And the pot is in the ark. And the ark is in the Holy of Holies. And the Holy of Holies is in the tabernacle. And the tabernacle is within the fence of the outer court. Manna was hidden there, concealed within five layers. And you have to realize, what are you? Yeah, God's dwelling place. The tabernacle was God's dwelling place, and you are also God's dwelling place. The tabernacle is God's building, and you are also God's building. Then now we get a conclusion. What is the focus of God's building? What is the focus within you? Manna. What is manna? Manna is the very Christ, eaten by me, digested by me, and assimilated by me. This is manna, the very manna who is the focus of God's building, is the eaten, digested, and assimilated Christ. Oh, isn't this wonderful? Francis, indirectly, in this portion, I think we were challenged to consider just what is the focal point of our own Christian life. The hidden manna was placed in this golden pot in the ark, contained in the very center of the tabernacle. How does this picture help us to realize what is the focal point of our Christian life? Well, we've seen over and over in these life study messages that Christ is not just one in whom we believe, but he is also our food and we live by eating him. And, of course, manna is a picture here of the children of Israel eating God's provision that came down from heaven. And the Lord Jesus refers this whole matter to himself in John chapter 6. For example, in uh, verses 57 and 58 in that chapter, the Lord Jesus says very plainly, As the living Father has sent me, and I live because of the Father, So he who eats me, he also shall live because of me. This is the bread which came down out of heaven, he said. And further he said, he who eats this bread, which is just himself, shall live forever. And we've seen that the manna the children of Israel ate in the wilderness was actually their life supply throughout their whole lifetime during that wilderness journey. A portion of that manna, was put in the golden pot. That golden pot was in the ark, and the ark was in the center of the tabernacle. 
So the manna there was the center of the pot, which was in the center of the ark. And the ark was the center of the tabernacle, and the tabernacle was the center of the camp of the Israelites. So to get to the center of the center of the center, we come to that manna which was hidden in the golden pot. That means that that manna was the very focal point of God's dwelling place. The manna is Christ as our food. We are God's dwelling place, and we're very much like the tabernacle was. We are the dwelling place of God today in reality, and the tabernacle was the dwelling place of God in those days in type. So the center of our being, that is the focal point of our being, which really is the deepest part of our being, is the Christ whom we have eaten, whom we have digested, and whom we have assimilated. So it's very practical here to see that in the very deepest part of our being, the focal point of our Christian life must be the Christ whom we have enjoyed as our food and assimilated into our being. Well, in this coming portion, Francis, this very point that you just touched uh, is going to be developed even another step. This kind of enjoyment is something that we will carry with us uh, even a remembrance of into eternity. Let's go to Witness Lee. God commanded to keep one omer, exactly the same amount you collect and the same amount you eat. It's very meaningful. The very Christ you eat, how much you eat, then God commands you to preserve that much of Christ. This is for eternal remembrance. Whatever you eat of Christ, it has to be a remembrance for generations. Only the very Christ whom we have eaten and whom we have experienced could be worthy of remembrance. The very Christ whom we enjoy has to be a memorial, an eternal memorial. Why? Because this Christ whom we enjoy eventually becomes our constitution, even our reconstitution. You have to realize as a human being, regardless of what we are, we have, regardless of what we do, nothing is worthwhile of remembrance. Nothing. Only the very Christ whom we have enjoyed. This Christ should be our eternal memorial. When we get into eternity, what will be remembered there? Nothing but Christ. Christ will be our memorial for generation after generation. Sorry to say, many so-called saved ones, when they get into eternity, they will not have that much for them to remember. They don't have that much of Christ for them to recall. If we are here right with the Lord, day after day, week after week, when we enter into eternity, Oh, how wonderful, how much. When we were there, day after day, week after week, we just, oh, 
We're eating Christ, enjoying Christ. Whatever we have enjoyed of Christ will become eternal memorial. A memorial will be preserved in the presence of God. According to the Bible, this memorial also indicates manna is the source of supply for God's dwelling place. When we get to chapter 20, then we get to chapter 25, we will see manna was the source of supply of the people that built the tabernacle, even that became the tabernacle. So manna was the very source of supply. And this is the very deep significance of manna preserved in the presence of God as an eternal memorial. What will be recalled there eternity? Will be just these two aspects. Number one, we have been here enjoying Christ. And number two, Christ has been the very source of supply to make us the dwelling place of God in this universe. This is exactly what we are doing here. Meeting after meeting, we are enjoying Christ. And we are building up the dwelling place of God by taking Christ as the very source of our life supply. Don't think when we enter into eternity, we'll forget today. No, we will not forget today. We will still remember how we were there enjoying Christ, how we were there taking Christ as the source of our supply for us to become God's dwelling place in the whole universe. This is the memorial. Francis, this point is very weighty, very profound. To eat of the manna, that is to enjoy Christ day by day, surely is not an insignificant thing. We heard this will even become a memorial to the Lord. That's something that will forever be with us in our remembrance and reflection as we look back. These moments of intimate enjoyment of him become a very lasting part of our future, even into eternity. Develop this a bit more for us and how this eating becomes a supply for us to become God's dwelling place in the universe. Well, we can see from this picture that to fulfill God's purpose of having a dwelling place on the earth, there must be a people who've taken Christ as their food and had this eaten Christ, the Christ they have eaten, as the very focal point of their Christian life. This is a most wonderful discovery of how we Christians have to go on from day to day, from the very day that we were delivered from Egypt or the world, to uh, be transformed and become God's dwelling place is by the eating of this manna, this wonderful uh, transforming element that's been given to us. Eating Jesus is the way for us to get the transforming work accomplished in us to make us just the same as he is. How to eat this manna and how to make this manna the hidden manna? Well, the way we make the manna as he provides himself for us to take in every day. The way to make it the hidden man is to have it in us. In the deepest part of our being, we are enjoying this Christ. In our spirit, our spirit is a container for this manna. And when we eat Christ day by day in our time with him, he becomes our life in every way. 
So uh, we have to find a way to eat this manna, which is Christ. How to eat it? By pray reading the Word of God. Pray it and take the Word of God in. He said himself, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So when we take the Word in as spirit, it becomes life to us. And when we call on the name of the Lord Jesus, this is a very simple way to be taking in the living manna. And this will reconstitute us. Then whatever we enjoy of Christ in this way will become a memorial, as you mentioned, for eternity. The precious parts of the enjoyment of Christ in our daily life becomes a memorial which will be with us for eternity. It would be really sad, wouldn't it, to go through life and come to the end. In that day, we don't have anything to remember. All of our uh, practices and all of our habits and everything were just uh, amounted to nothing. But everything that we take in of Christ, he is the eternal one, he's the eternal life, and he's the hidden manna that we will enjoy as a memorial for eternity. Francis, you know, I think we've all um, visited or fellowshiped with Christians, and with certain ones, there is a distinct impression that they do have a memorial, but they may only have one, and that could be just the time when they got saved. As you were talking, you have to reflect back if you find someone nearly at the end of their life, and if they have an album of all the significant events uh, of their life, and there's only one little picture in it, there's not much sense of richness there. We really want an album that is full of wonderful pictures and memories, even memorials of our experiences of Christ, don't we? If we enjoy this Christ in a daily way, I would say even in an hourly way, we will have multitudes of pictures to bring to memory as a memorial for us in eternity. Well, let's go back to our final section today. Here's Witness Lee. Now, we come to the hidden manna. What is the open manna? The open manna was the manna not eaten by you. And what is the hidden manna? The hidden manna is the manna eaten by you. What manna remains uneaten? That is the open manna. What manna eaten by you becomes the hidden manna. Why? Don't forget, you are the tabernacle. And within you, there is the Holy of Holies. That's your spirit. And within your spirit, there is the ark. That's Christ. You are just identical to the tabernacle. When manna was not eaten by you, manna was open. When manna was eaten by you, then manna became hidden. This hidden manna it's just one omer. And one omer is the tenth part of Eva. If you would spend some time to read Numbers 18, verses 26 through 30, you could find out the tenth part denotes a special portion for the priesthood. This indicates that the hidden manna is not for the public, but for the serving priests. As children of God, if you don't eat manna, you have only the open manna. The very manna eaten by you causes you to have a transformation. 
transformation that transfers you from the open public to the priesthood. When the open manna becomes hidden, the hidden manna makes you what? You say it. Makes you to function in the church. The more Christ we eat, the more function you will exercise. So you become what? You become praised. You are there in the wilderness. But today you are here in the holy of holies. Manna makes the difference. Manna makes you different people. After eating manna, manna makes you the priest. And now your portion is the very Christ whom you have enjoyed and experienced right away becomes your specific portion. Hallelujah. Whenever I just would eat Christ, the open manna becomes the hidden. And when the manna becomes hidden manna, Right away, I've been made a different people. I was among the public. But now I am in the priesthood, serving God by enjoying Christ as my specific portion. Francis, I think most Christians are familiar, at least with the idea of manna. Maybe they have the thought of the daily bread. To most Christians, this may be a kind of daily Bible reading. But for us as the real priests, and that is all of the believers, to have an inner enjoyment of this transforming hidden manna is altogether something more, isn't it? Yes, I do believe that most Christians are familiar with the idea of manna, but we need to realize that eating the manna to make it the transforming element in our being is more than just having a daily Bible reading, to read the facts, to read the Bible, It's wonderful. We do need that. But along with that daily contact with God and the Word, we must have an inner enjoyment of Christ Himself as the hidden manna. We who have learned to enjoy Christ in this way, I can tell you, are the real priests preserving Christ as the hidden manna for God to have a dwelling place on the earth. So today, our real, uh, I don't like to say obligation, our real privilege is to take Christ in day by day in the reality of what he is. Now he's the Spirit, and he's a life-giving Spirit. And as we take him in through his Word, through our fellowship, and through prayer, and through calling on his name, we find out that we have a treasure within our being that's transforming us and making us one with all the believers so that God can have a dwelling place on this earth. Francis, today's program is one of those that touches, I would have to say, one of the deeper, more profound elements of the Christian life. We talk about a lot of things, but always they bring us back to Christ. But this today is a very specific, inner, intimate, a deep, experiential connection between us as the believers and the Lord Jesus. Uh, it's not something we'll get in one 30-minute uh, radio broadcast. I think, as you mentioned at the beginning of the program, Certainly, these life study messages and the Word of God and a lot of prayerful time, uh, a serious believer will see something and be brought into something here probably beyond what they thought might have been even possible. If we don't see Christ in this as our food and to be taken in and actually to become the hidden one in our spirit, then we have no way to explain 
these types in the Old Testament. So we must see that this is Christ, not objectively only, but to be taken into us, to be our subjective reality, to be our life. So we can say with Paul, it's no longer I, but Christ who lives in me. And we all want to be able to utter those words with a sense of reality. Thank you, Francis, for joining us today. Thank you for the privilege of being here. I'm Chris Wilde, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. The focus of Living Stream is the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China in the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Witness Lee brought this ministry first to Taiwan, then later to North America and eventually to the entire world. For more than 20 years, he spoke these life study messages, unveiling how each book of the Bible shows God's eternal plan. God, through Christ, wants to dispense his life and nature into redeemed man so that man would become God's expression, enlargement, counterpart, and habitation. These studies go far beyond mere doctrine and unveil a personal, practical, and experiential Christ. In these short 26-minute programs, we summarize and condense Witness Lee's rich speaking. But to enjoy all the riches in these messages, we hope you'll visit our website at lifestudy.com. There, you can read all of the Life Study messages absolutely free of charge. You can even create your own Life Study reading schedule or download more Life Study audio programs just like this one, and all at no cost. Again, the website, lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening.